0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at slash with AMAX. Nebraska Preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. Hey, that's
1: the big voice guy. Another week of Nebraska Preps post game. I get my main man, Jacob Padilla. I am ODB. Like going on, man. How was the old? How was the proverbial weekend outside of the Packers?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, everything beyond that went pretty well. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a tough way to close out the weekend, especially and had to get up early to, to watch that mess.
1: So, yeah, so between the three of us, at least you know, Shane, our producer, is a Raiders fan and they'll mess around <laughs> and find some way to win the night, but between the three of us you're in much better shape than yeah. the two of us because at least you have a functional quarterback and a coach with seemingly some wherewithal the raiders are not
0: good uh, they're yeah, terrible. just We're, in yeah they're terrible <laughs> yes they are <laughs> um yeah see that's the problem is like he's not acting like a functional quarterback right now so and they keep calling it the offense like he is the two-time back back-to-back mvp and uh it's just not working right now. Um, but yeah, that's like, Packers are definitely a better team. They've got more talent, but the expectations were also higher. So when they underperform that, it feels uh, just as bad as, well, we know they're going to be bad and they're being bad. So yeah. that's no, no surprise involved there. This is just disappointing more so than, um, well, we knew that was going to happen. Like, but uh, there's enough pieces there that maybe they can figure it out, but it's not encouraging right now
1: trying to not used to not having very many people to throw to that's just like this whole new phenomenon for for Aaron Rodgers
0: yeah um yeah there's still I think there's enough there like Alan Lazard is a good receiver Romeo Dobbs there's something definitely there um you have a Dobby and a Cobby for sure (laughs) I have a Cobby according to to Aaron Rodgers yeah how about his presser yesterday like (laughs)
1: That was actually legit. Like, at least he wasn't using, like, coaching talk speak. I mean, he – I mean, A.A. Ron was fairly deep yesterday.
0: Yeah. Um It's – I try not to listen to his press conferences much these days. <laughs> oh, he's not kind of grown on you? Uh, yeah, unfortunately. I just, I, I just like watching him play now, and even that uh, isn't as fun as it used to be currently. Um So, yeah, but – Anyway, and you
1: didn't get B thirty eight three. I'm exactly. just I'm just saying, and yeah. have have Josh Allen throw for four hundred some yards. It's nice
0: of them to set the tone on like the first play of the game, just right. oh, like ninety eight yard <laughs> touchdown. Yeah, this, <laughs> this, we're done here.
1: We're gonna be one of those days, yeah. man. He figured seven would be enough to win it, and it was. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> speaking of uh, you know, consistency and 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 dictating things, Gretna continuing to do Gretna things, sitting atop seven and oh currently ranked number one
0: and that was the only game that i even got to see a bit of this week because of the, the huskers playing on thursday and friday nights um i watched some of this on the stream and credit to papa you know, south they they made it a battle there it was 27 20 in the third quarter um after the Titans had fallen behind They rallied; i think they scored 14 straight to, to make it interesting and then corver demma pick six and then Kovar Demma fumble recovery at the end of the third quarter, and um, it got away from them. Uh, so that that's 41-27 was the final against Papayla on the visit South on Thursday. Uh, fortunately, they were able to uh, finish the game there. Ooh, <laughs> uh, they didn't have to uh, change locations, like we'll talk about with another game coming up, but um, fortunately, hopefully, Isaiah Weber is all right. Um, they lost him during the game. Yeah, um, and, and they, they need him. Yeah, and with <laughs> Weber out, Zane Flores kind of showed that, hey, I'm not just a statue back here. He had a 34-yard touchdown run, ended up with three scoring, uh, three touchdowns on the ground. Actually, only a little over 50% completion, only three for 212 yards, but five total touchdowns. Um, just kind of doing what they need him to. And then finished with eight tackles, two sacks, the pick six, and a fumble recovery. So not a bad day at the office for him. But uh, I, I guess... I, I was impressed with a little bit of, uh, from what I saw of, uh, Papilla the Vista South. And we know that Devin Jones is a good player and, uh, nearly cracked 100 yards, got two touchdowns. But, uh, Sam sure their quarterback, he, uh, he was running for his life back there and he is pretty quick. He did a good job of trying to extend plays and, um, kind of run around in the pocket behind the line of scrimmage and found, uh, Roycey on Skogerbo for nine catches, 152 yards and two touchdowns. So, um, Ended up being a um, a comfortable Gretna win, but uh, it wasn't that way the, the whole way. And honestly, that was one of the few games that was even within two touchdowns this past weekend. Yeah,
1: and uh, as we'll continue to go along here, a couple of the scores surprised me, and we'll get to one in particular which I had a, a obviously a a firsthand view. But Elkhorn South, and we thought right that with the schedules, it was going to hit a little bit of a lull for this football team. They were going to have to kind of continue to be their own benchmark from a con- competitive standpoint
0: Cole ballard still continuing to do Cole ballard things well and that's the and we knew that they were playing some of the, the lower teams the last few weeks but with what we've seen of grand island like this wasn't the same deal as the, the blowouts they've had the last few weeks um this they made grand island look worse than they really are um the 42 to 3 win for elkhorn south and it was 21 nothing at the end of the first quarter so basically they did to grand island what they've been doing to everybody else And uh, Cole Bauer, like you mentioned, 133 yards on the ground, just 15 carries, three touchdowns, uh, just continuing to add to his monster season. But Carson Rahner, an 84-yard touchdown run, ended up with 162 yards uh, on the ground on 10 carries, uh, plus completed six of his seven passes for 132 yards and a score actually the one in completion was an interception so none of his passes hit the ground (laughs) Um, but yeah that's a good win for elkhorn south here now as we're kind of heading for that collision course with omaha north at the end of the season
1: yeah Uh, and and that that that's that's the that's the one game that kind of remains for for both those football teams although north has grand island and elkhorn south awaiting so we'll see what happens there and uh this one is Carney. um And Westside played at home, finally get a chance to return to the friendly confines for Westside and really drop the hammer on Carney. And what was an otherwise pretty strange game. Actually, you didn't drop the
0: hammer until uh, you were gone from (laughs) Westside. Right. (laughs) Well, Uh, I felt like the way that the game
1: went, the the score at the half was really misleading. We turned the ball over twice while driving and didn't really feel like Carney was going to have a a, a good chance to move the football. Yeah.
0: If if you miss it over the weekend, Uh, what exactly happened that electrical issue and you guys had to move the game yeah to so this the the the
1: the transistor what is it a transistor whatever runs the lights <laughs> that's in the bathroom um started to smoke oh that's not good and uh the fire department came and and wanted to shut the game down said so they, they were going to be able to run the lights for about 10 more minutes and because it was starting to smoke and we weren't going to be able to light the field and so it was Carney, and we didn't want to force them to come back on a Saturday morning. So athletic directors got on the phone to see where there was another field available. And it just happens a really good relationship between our athletic director, uh, Tom Kirkman and Papio South athletic director, Jeremy van Akron. And we got a field ready and kudos to Papio South guys. Handful of players got that field up and running and was ready by the time we got there, That's which crazy. was crazy yeah. because we made an announcement to all the football parents that if you could take your child to the game, they were riding with you. Everybody else that
0: didn't have a ride. We would partner up with coaches and we transported the players to the game. So I was going to say, like, how, how do you even because uh, obviously Carney had their bus they could hop on, whatever. But you guys are the home team. I'm sure you didn't have anything like that ready to go. And you got all these. Uh, however many kids on the team in in pads uh yeah and he had to once he got there file out and everybody all right get ready here yeah so they
1: gave us we had 10 minutes to warm up Jeez. um which
0: was plenty pl- pl- yeah, i mean yeah. we we're still
1: in our pads and i felt like the guys got warmed up and then we just started and and rezak and and jamez ross kind of picked up where they left off just ground and pound and 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 Really, our offensive line is starting to come around and, and, and assert themselves, which could serve Westside well in the future, uh, and in particular, hopefully, this Thursday.
0: Yeah, and so it was 21-7 at Westside and 21-7 at Papio South for yeah. the 42-14 final, um, Anthony Rizak. Uh, 11 for 17 for 180 yards, two touchdowns, 13 carries for 143 yards and three more scores. So, uh, pretty darn good day for him. Jamez Ross, 154 yards on 20 carries and a touchdown. Uh, Had a 10-yard receiving touchdown as well. Jalen Lloyd went over 100 yards on four catches and a score. Um, Again, Trayvon Beckman, that's the name that we keep saying for for Carney, did what he could. Uh, Threw for 256 yards, had two touchdowns. But... um, you guys Westside El Carney do 53 total rushing yards on yeah. 32 carries. Just
1: inability to run the football.
0: Yeah. And Xander Ruling was uh Beckman <laughs> caught half of Beckman's completions for 167 yards. He's a good player. A He's yeah. a good
1: player, good route runner. They they hit us on some uh some post corners, uh really given our safeties kind of a two-way go. It was a first game at the safety spot for Teddy Rizak. Uh just trying to kind of shore up the secondaries. We're transitioning guys. We kind of we had to make some moves last year defensively and move some guys around to kind of solidify the defense for a stretch run. So we're in the process of doing that now and hopefully it can stabilize our defense.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. continuing the trend uh omaha north uh number four um 420 over fremont um not not much to talk about there just continuing to roll along here yeah and maybe they'll get a we'll see what what grand, Iron, grand island, island has for them yeah. they'll have to rally
1: because they took kind of a, a kind of a whipping uh at the hands of elkhorn south and that's two physical games back to back say. For Grand Island, which may not be all that favorable.
0: Yeah, if you, you can slow down uh, Ballard, good luck. You, you got Porter coming uh, at you next. Um, it's a tough little uh, two-week stretch there, trying to defend the run. Um, Bellevue West forty-nine, nothing uh, against Bellevue East. Um, it's I mean, it's kind of Daniel Kalen threw for three hundred yards, uh, four touchdowns he has a lot of touchdowns this year yeah Isaiah uh, McMorris gets the elusive offer too after we
1: talked about yeah. him quite a bit last week Texas Tech in terms of establishing kind
0: of being the number one receiver yeah and um we we know Texas Tech has kind of shown some interest around here they're following um uh with, uh, Jim Jim Lord Lloyd. with you guys uh pretty close <laughs> actually said they're uh uh their head coach pop into my mentions liking one of my tweets about Isaiah after I went to a game a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh, hey, uh, <laughs> uh, I guess they, they're really paying attention here. Um, but, yeah, it's quiet day on the ground. <laughs> WS only ran it 11 times, um, threw it 35 times. And uh, Davon Hall, again, like just traded off. Um, six, six catches for 103 yards. Uh, McMorris, five for 68, two scores. Ben Goodwater, three catches, two touchdowns.
1: It's good for them to get good water, kind of going. I thought he was a little bit of an X factor coming into this season, and it hasn't really, kind of materialized. Yeah. Like I, like I think his abilities are capable of for him for a multitude of reasons. And now the opportunity is going to be there more with uh without Kyrell Jordan. Yeah. Um. Hey, listen, it's and we agree on this one, right? The best four and three team in the state. No, no question. Is, Om- <laughs> is Omaha Creighton Prep? Yeah. Well, they
0: haven't lost since like <laughs> week three or four. Or <laughs> yeah. I guess we. Week- three was it yeah the, three. the, the week zero thing for oh, their <laughs> uh, third game How about yeah, that yeah <laughs> um been on a roll recently uh coming off the bye uh, so there's they got one coming up with pulling the vista on, on friday um that's pulling the vista not not having a great season but they have snuck up and they got uh lincoln southwest like we talked about previously so um it's one they'll have to hopefully come out of the bye and uh uh show uh or be sharp i guess So if you're, you know, and and in the
1: loss, you know, B.J. Newsome, Central playing uh, a freshman quarterback. He goes 14 to 24 for 118, uh, really kind of feeling their way along. It's it's strange to see Central not be able to run the ball. Right. You think Central and you kind of think, think running backs and Pyfrom's a a good offensive lineman. They need more help up front. But they have they have really struggled uh with an offensive identity this year and, and prep which used to be a very classic rival uh did didn't didn't struggle one bit they don't, prep only had to throw the ball 12 times through the course of the game and maybe that's their recipe i mean we know what they do on the ground with with you know Sharmar brown and now coniglio is kind of getting it going at the running backs or at the quarterback spot running the ball we know about bedroll and uh, I mean, maybe, maybe that's just two preps going to be regardless of who's revolving
0: at quarterback. Well, and they got Papio and then Benson to close out the the regular season. So um, we're not going to be able to get a real great uh, test of like how far they have come since the, those early season loss until we get a couple weeks into the playoffs, most likely. Um, see, we'll see if they get a good, uh good matchup in uh, week one. Just I haven't been looking at the seedings at this point. Um, but actually, yeah, that'll probably be a uh, an early game where they got a chance to show like, hey, uh, um, that they're, they're much better than the seeding they're going to end up getting because of the, the teams that they lost to. But, um, yeah, that's uh, I guess we already talked about Grand Island and talked about Carney, two teams that had uh, been pretty feisty, but had, had a rough week uh, against teams that I think have shown um, they really belong up there uh, with the upper echelon. Um, North Platte. over lincoln northeast um that's just kind of doing what they do they threw one pass ran the ball for 467 yards on 47 carries know
1: a little bit about that yeah that's over 10 per if you're uh (laughs) if you're doing the math at home and again tilford
0: those guys it's really good at what they do really good at what they do six different guys scored touchdowns um Alonzo T- Torres had an 85-yard rushing touchdown. Brock Robley, 130 yards on the ground as a workhorse, three scores. Um, you mentioned Tilford had a touchdown. He had seven carries. They had uh, three other guys getting in the mix as well. So, um, yeah, good good showing for, for North Platte uh, coming off the previous week there. Um, and they have North Fork on Friday.
1: Yeah, which will be another chance for those guys to, to really get going. I, I think, you know, with Caden at quarterback – um, you know, you obviously have Tilford and, uh, and, and you mentioned the litany of guys that can carry it. It's a system in which you have to be familiar with or committed to, to stop. There is no, there is no middle ground, uh, playing against that football team. Cause pretty much what you see is exactly what you're going to get.
0: Yep. And finally, last team in the top 10 is Millard South, another four and three team there, uh, coming off a 49, seven win uh, against Columbus. and again. uh Cam Kozel, um, doing a bit of everything, uh, 13 for 23 for 290 yards and two scores. Uh, ran for 50 yards and a score on the ground. No one feller, big game, 18 carries for I really, yards I, to I really sense. like him.
1: I, we familiar with him, played against him throughout his middle school career, kind of followed him. He's, he's the nephew, one of my really, really good friends. Boy, is he a hard nosed, tough runner and for balance for them. They need to find a way to run the football, yeah. take some of the pressure off cozy athleticism at the quarterback spot and always having to kind of improvise. Yeah. If they get, if they get some consistency running the football, it's a different football team.
0: Yeah. 400 total yards of offense from cozy is not a sustainable strategy. Although they've gotten it a couple of times, it seems like pretty close, um, but yeah, they need a little bit there. And that starts with the offensive line. They got to open up some holes because Feller's Fellers, a little guy, he's not a guy that's going to be able to run through a ton of contact got to give him some holes and then he can show his quickness and uh get to work that way but lance rucker three catches 73 yards a touchdown eight tackles one and a half for loss kind of doing what he does and shout out to brock murtaugh who's apparently playing with a broken rib i mean i think we already knew this before but he's officially tougher than me (laughs) (laughs) um makes a difference for that team so um yeah that's kind of rounding out the top 10 i guess the the one team other team receiving votes we haven't talked about in mike sardis coaches poll is Millard West with a 17-16 win over Lincoln Southeast. Um, and again, just when we think Southeast maybe have figured things out, now they've lost a couple in a row. And Millard West coming off that, that big blowout win over Millard North where the game just kind of got away from the Mustangs. Um, they they want a grinder uh, against Southeast again. Just won-
1: Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital.
0: One-point game there, and now they've got Lincoln Southwest coming up on Thursday. Um, Tell you what,
1: how good of a slate is Thursday, potentially?
0: Pretty good. Uh, I think I'm planning to uh, be at your place there for that one. Yeah, Um, We'll
1: we'll be ready for that one. It's a short week for us, uh, because they played last Thursday. And we actually, I mean, careful, I guess we asked for, right? I think we kind of like it this way, so we can stay with kind of what we're doing uh brought the kids in for some extra time and kind of mapped out the schedule for this week and we'll see if we can kind of turn it around because i think we're starting at least from an attitude standpoint trying to get into some of a rhythm in terms of how we have to play because it's a talented miller south bunch
0: yeah and this will be my third time seeing Miller South, but first time with Cozil, so uh i think it'll probably be a little bit different team than i saw previously um, so looking forward to that one, um, moving on to class B and yeah, not a lot of surprises this week, basically the same thing as a, for the most part, yeah. and a lot, a lot of blowouts, there was one competitive game for the most part. Um, and then the rest were all two, two, or most of them were even more than that, um, touchdown game. So Bennington seventy over Westview. It's tough when you, you see these kind of matchups on the schedule where a, a program that's just trying to start from scratch. A lot of young guys going against the best team in the class. Um, not a lot of talk about there. Uh, gross um 42 14 win over norris um and jake garcia kind of doing what he does there 18 carries 215 yards and three touchdowns on the ground um Scott's Bluff 35 nothing over hastings um that's again impressive uh nine tackles just, for loss i believe yeah um four, four sacks just a lot of <laughs> a lot of defensive pressure uh, Hastings finished with negative 11 rushing yards on 16 carries. Um, so, yeah, that's a pretty strong defensive effort. Braden Stoll uh, f- completed five passes for 100 yards and two touchdowns. And um, just the Boyle, another 100-yard game on the ground with three scores. So, um, again, just kind of people going along. The one, the one competitive game was – Elkhorn Blair. That was yeah,
1: it. that we, we were looking for a little bit of a litmus test, and it kind of played out how
0: we thought, although Blair hung in there. Yeah, it was 31-24 was the final. It was 14-0 after the first quarter, uh, and 21-6 at half. And then Blair kind of rallied um, outscoring 15-7 in third quarter to make it close. Uh, but then they just traded field goals in the fourth quarter, and uh, Blair wasn't able to, to, to even that up. Um, so that's... Elkhorn, and coming off of what we had seen previously w- w- with Blair, I, I think, like we talked about last week, I think kind of this week's results kind of settled in. Like, yeah, the, the top five is what it should be, um, and it's pretty clear, I think, that the order there. Um, five was Waverly, 38-8 to over Pius, uh, an impressive win there. Um, Trey Jackson, 183 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Sam Schoenichau at a 48-yard punt return touchdown. Um and kind of ran ran pretty well on the ground as well. So just pretty complete effort from Waverly there to show like, yep, hey, they they are clearly a top five team. And that's a team that's gotten better, I think, throughout the season. Uh kind of
1: jumping down to C one, we wondered if Adam Central was gonna be hanging hanging, be able to hang in there with Aurora and that size and that downhill run game. And I, th- I think Aurora sent a message. I don't know how much Pierce is really wanting to pay attention. They're kind of doing their own thing as another quality program. But wow, uh, Aurora just hammering Adam Central in a game that was that about what you kind of thought based on
0: the roster matchup yeah, in terms it, of strength on strength. And and I think what we've seen previously with Aurora like the uh, couple of times now that ooh this um biggest test they're gonna face obviously that Ashland greenwood game uh was the first of those where um or, or kind of took control of that early and it was never really in doubt um and now this even more so with that adam central game 41-7 was the final there you mentioned pierce 56-35 win over central city that's a good win for them um continuing to do what they they do so that's uh, you mentioned uh um kind of talked about collision courses before uh you look at c1 we've got aurora at 7-0 pierce at 7-0 after greenwood at six and one at, at three there and then uh mccook at 7-0 as well at number four
1: I thought that was a good win for pierce kind of hammering central city they throw the ball <laughs> all over the yard at, at, at central city although i did it was interesting it wasn't always qb run game. Sometimes it was a scramble from Pfeiffer from them, but uh, you know, he had six carries. They they, central city ran the ball 30 sometimes, which is kind of a lot for them. And I think Pierce is going to have to see that a little bit, at least some teams that are committed to running the football, if they want to get any sort of preview at all in terms of what they could be getting and and
0: what for all intents and purposes is a collision course with Aurora and some really good matchups in NC one. Ron Colley's going to uh, Ashland Greenwood on Friday. Um, we mentioned Pierce now they get Boone Central coming off of that that central city win uh and Adam Central looking to bounce back as they go to McCook like we mentioned the the other the other undefeated team left there in, in that class.
1: when you're taking a look at um the parity amongst the classes, is this the first year in a little while you would say that Class A belongs in the discussion in terms of teams that you think you could convince yourself they could win it. Hmm. It hasn't always been like that. So especially as of late, it's, it's been two or three. Could you get to five, six, seven? Uh, That's it's five stretching it for you. I I could convince you North could win it.
0: Yeah, I think so. Again, that that's kind of the one team of these that I haven't seen yet. And I won't see them until the last week of the regular season. So I'll have to kind of, wait until then to to really form my opinion but um yeah just i mean gretna yes west side yes elkhorn south South, definitely yes so i think those three they're in that tier of their own right now i think um and then Bellevue west obviously i mean who would who
1: would sign up to play bellevue
0: west in the playoffs that's the thing like (laughs) they that they're definitely involved like i don't I guess I don't feel as good about them as I did coming into the season. I would, I would agree. All the pieces are still there. Yeah, like and, and
1: just the inability yeah. to get stops and run the ball. Yeah.
0: But in any given game, like you you throw five touchdowns, you had 300 yard receivers. Like you don't need to get a ton of stops if the other team can't stop you either. So in any, again, a one game week to week playoff situation, like that's a team that uh, I don't know that I would bet on them to put together that, that be able to put together three, four games in a row, But, um, like, if they get get a good draw and then save their best for for that last, like, they could easily win it. Um, So, so that's four. Again, we're going to wait on North. At this point, um, Prep, I I don't know if I'd put them in there. Just because of
1: their offense, the way that they play offense? Yeah. From what
0: I've seen, and with the quarter, still kind of trying to figure out that quarterback situation, that that, that passing as a whole situation there with the receivers, the quarterback. Um, But that's a team that I, they're gonna I, they've got a chance to make a, a deep run but again with the losses they sustain uh the the draw might be pretty tough for them too on top of um the, the limitations that we've seen from them
1: two and b yeah. or you want to see scott's bluff
0: i i need to see scott's bluff they their only loss is to a team outside of the state but at the same time that's the one that's actually been in competitive games so i mean that that could like they've got that experience down the stretch not every game's a blowout but on the other hand that's the only team of those top ones uh, gross pulled out the the close one against Elkhorn but um Scottsbluff we see we see Laver- Waverly come up and get them almost um was it Pius or York or one of those two gave them a, a pretty competitive game as well um so I I think I think it's a clear number two like if Scottsbluff ends up making it to the the final I wouldn't be surprised at all um but like I think it's there's separation there between the top two and then Scottsbluff there at three and then Elkhorn and Waverly I think is maybe just a half step down from from where Scottsbluff is but that's a pretty strong top five there.
1: Uh, and then jumping down to to C one, I I guess we we're in wait and see mode with McCook. I think we do know what we're getting with Ashland Greenwood Pierce and Aurora. How much convincing do you need?
0: <laughs> nah. I, yeah, I, I think Aurora and Pierce—they've just been so dominant at the top there. Like that's in Aurora in particular. Like they should not be in this class. I think that's where we're at right now. Like um, they—they'd they, be right there in the mix in Class B, in one of those top teams. Yeah. I think so. Um, sorry, Class C one. Uh, you just uh, some bad I mean, luck it's, there. With it's
1: the, just such a grind to see them yeah.
0: for four quarters.
1: We. We watched them stay the course in the in the state finals last year against Bennington and still ran the ball. Like that is what they do. And you have to be, I mean, they were down three score. You had, you, you just have to be prepared to hang in there
0: when you play those guys. Cause there are no, there are no secrets now. And you know, Carlos Colazzo is coming right at you and uh, probably through you. So um, yeah, I, I think it's a clear one, two there. And then we'll see, um, Ashland Greenwood's a, a really good team there at three, but we saw them take their shot at Aurora. And what was it, 33-14 or something like yep. that? And that's uh, about the closest anyone's gotten to slowing down Aurora this season. Um, big week. What are you looking forward to uh, in the final 60 seconds here? Yeah, definitely that uh, north-southwest side game. Like I said, um, that's, there aren't a ton of, of huge matchups this week, um, but that, that's probably the, the headliner um in terms of class a and um class b uh i don't think it's uh, bennington elkhorn north is probably the only uh top 10 matchup it looks like um and so elkhorn north they're hanging in there at number 10 get a chance to maybe show themselves a little bit try to keep up with the badgers there should be a good one that's another week in the books we'll be
1: back next week Remember, don't you dare, missus? That's Jacob Padilla. I'm old DB. It's Nebraska Preps postgame.
0: Ahudat Media Production.